0: Welcome to the PDL's official podcast, hosted by me, the commissioner and the owner of the Delco
1: Dreamers, I'm Yu, and I'm Darren from the Carolina Thunder. It's time to sit back, relax, and get ready for us to get off topic as possible.
0: Hey guys, welcome to an episode of the pod. We're finally on track, on schedule again. This should be going out tomorrow, so it feels good to kind of be on track. Darren, how have things been?
1: Uh, you know, pretty good. How about you?
0: Busy. I mean, it kind of feels good to be recording, but we're all like, oh, what are we going to even record? But luckily for us, we had a handful of things happen in not just the PDL, but obviously happening in the NFL, Super Bowl week. There's a lot of things going on right now, so we're just going to jump right into it. Greg's probably blown away that we're staying on track already, even though we're only like 20 seconds in. Usually we're already off track with some kind of jargon, but let's jump in because there were two trades that happened. Um, We already had the huge one. Uh, when we had that emergency power, Greg, and that we were kind of right. We're like, "Oh, do we think this is gonna get the ball rolling?" It kind of did, wouldn't you agree, Darren?
1: Yeah, a little bit. It definitely drew some attention, I guess, because like everyone kind of gets that that FOMO of like when you see a big trade like that, you're like, "Oh no, no I I got to do something." I I feel like I'm gonna be left behind now. Um, not saying that that's like what happened with Brian, and but I mean, Tanish was involved in this first trade too so maybe it was just like a product of that because tanish was like all right now i'm gonna sell my my older guys because that's kind of what i figured he was gonna do and i know that one of the guys in the trade isn't like that old but one definitely is older for his position so um i guess we could just reveal the trade now not, not that everyone already doesn't know already but um uh, Brian reacquired Tony Pollard, and he also got Pat Friermuth from Tanish. He sent his own 2026 first-round pick and the 4.03 from this year's draft to Tannish. Um, yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I want to know your insight, because I I feel like you're probably a fan. I feel like you're always a fan. I know you're not the biggest fan of the running back position, and I know you kind of alluded to Tony Pollard slowly getting up there already in age, which might be a surprise to some. But already with kind of how this past season with Tony Pollard, even though he kind of picked it up a little bit in the second half, it was very clear that he you know, Dallas wanted him to be the guy and he just really could not handle that workload or he just wasn't as efficient or as explosive. They're hoping him to be. But still, um, unless Dallas makes a lot of big changes, um, we know it's kind of a weak running back class coming in. He could still be the future back over in Dallas. But Pat Fryermuth also comes in, which, you know, it addresses a big weak spot for Hollywood. Brian didn't really have a tight end, um, but he is able to pick up up. Uh, Pat Frymuth with Arthur Smith now, you know, as offensive corner, something could happen here. But I, the reason I said I think you might be a fan of this is because um, Tanish was able to cash in and still be able to get that first round pick. And we know how hard it is um, to get first round picks, especially in the PDL. And so it looks like Tanish has really gone crazy because I know he's really been uh, doing a lot of roster construction recently. But what's your takeaway on this one?
1: Yeah, so uh, Tanish is going with the youth movement. Uh, it looks like because um, he has his own 2025 first. So it looks like he's going to be happily losing game next year. Um If he wins them, that'll be great. If he loses them, that'll also be great. So I think that's kind of the plan he's going with now. Like he's not going to sell off everything because he said that he's going to keep like JSN, Zay Flowers. So he's going to keep like a lot of the core pieces of his team. The, but the valuable ones he parts really of his team? About, yeah, the ones he doesn't really care about, eh, they can go. He's got to um, look
0: at James Connors like, how are you still here, man?
1: I, I know, so he's got... Uh, Pat Frymuth, who is like 25, I want to say. Um, just not like looking at it right now. But Tony Pollard is turning 27, I believe, before the season starts, which is pretty old for a running back. Um, because we saw like Dalvin Cook at 28 was absolutely cooked. Who um, Leonard Fournette also cooked. Uh, so basically once they get to 28, they're almost dead. Um, so 27, and we saw Tony Pollard this year. He should be better than he was this past year because towards the end he looked a little bit more like his old self um but it seems like that surgery he had kind of sapped a lot of his explosiveness um i don't don't even know if he's going to be with the cowboys next year which would potentially hurt him wherever he goes um because it could be somewhere a lot worse but um you know if he prep firemouth i think is probably the thing that could make this trade worth it for Brian, in my opinion, because he could bounce back. So if he gets a couple years out of Tony Pollard, he gets like five years or so out of Pat Fryermuth. Um, not even, I don't even know if he's going to be on Brian's team this long, but um, Pat Fryermuth does have the ability because he was before uh, a valuable tight end. I know this past year he was horrible, but um Pittsburgh's going to need to upgrade the quarterback position because Kenny Pickett's terrible. And Arthur Smith is already talking about Kenny Pickett, though like he's gonna be their starter. So if they go back into next season with Kenny Pickett again, like everyone on the offense is pretty much dead. I don't I don't really care about anything because Kenny Pickett is like the death sentence for fantasy football.
0: Yeah, I think this was a great move for both sides. Like I mentioned for Hollywood, one of the big holes they had was that tight end, I think, previously to acquiring Pat Framuth, I'm looking at his restaurant right now. Logan Thomas, Kate Otten, and Taysom Hill. Uh, Payne Durham and Bretton Strange. Yeah, that was the... Oh, sorry, Jelani Woods on IR. Didn't mean to disrespect. I'm sure Brian's already yelling at me, but that's (laughs) what we're talking about. So I think Pat Framuth is a huge, huge... asset that he gained. And like I mentioned, Tony Pollard coming onto his roster, say what you will, but he is now joining Bijan Robinson and now solidifying those two running backs that we need in this PDL. And that kind of frees up his flexes a little bit more to have a little bit more flexibility to be able to utilize some of the other uh, players that he has. I know he has more pass catchers that he likes to lean on. And like I mentioned before, and I continue to say it, so I apologize for sound like a broken record, but that incoming running back rookie class is projected to be weak. We're probably all going to be wrong, by the way, because everyone is on the same page about it. So we're probably going to be wrong. Um, But yeah. So being able to obtain Tony and two, essentially two starting players um, that, that looks really good, especially with Brian, as we all know is always going to want to win. So being able to reconstruct his roster, Hollywood always doing a Hollywood thing. So of course they got involved with a trade, but we had one more additional trade go down right there.
1: Yeah. So uh, I know that there was a lot of talk about this one in the chat earlier, but I kind of think it's going to eventually just amount to being nothing. Um, Max got Dontavian Wicks and Michael got Elijah Moore. Um, I was personally a fan of Elijah Moore, but it's been three years now and he's done nothing. So um, I kind of don't think he's ever going to be anything just because like once a guy gets past year three and they don't really do anything, they're, they're pretty much just never going to. Um you know, he's still good, he's still like young, but it's just kind of how it is. Um, Dontavian Wicks, I think he is talented, but so is Elijah Moore. And Dontavian Wicks is very much on a crowded depth chart right now. Mm -hmm, Um mm -hmm. Christian Watson. Yeah, sorry,
0: Dobbs, the tight ends, Aaron Jones. If he comes back, sounds like the uh uh, God! What's his name? The GM of the Packers, Gutzkuns or whatever.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that guy. He speaks very highly of um Aaron Jones. Not saying that that obviously means he's gonna bring him back, but if Aaron Jones happens to resign, uh, resign. Sorry. Um, you know, he's always going to be someone who gets a lot of targets as well. So I don't know where Wicks falls in the pecking order. It's no doubt that um he's talented, but after this trade happened. I think I saw this in two phases. One, I was kind of surprised because I knew how hard um Max has been standing for Elijah Moore for like two, three seasons. Like he would not stop. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. this trade either means he's given up, or B the second half, and I think you and I were kind of talk about off-air, and you know what, it's off season. So let's let my hair down. No, no politics here. But we're kind of like this is a very max trade, right? Like this this kind of makes sense because Dontavian Wicks as the offseason, like as this season concluded and the offseason continues, you kind of slowly see advanced metrics come out, next-gen stats come out, all these different things come out. And I feel like Dontavian Wicks has kind of been the drumbeat that a lot of people have been uh, jumping towards because of some of the metrics that he's had and some of the efficiency number that he's put up. So when I saw that Dontavian Wicks was going to Max, I was like, that kind of makes sense,
1: right? Yeah, uh, I mean, he does look good by the numbers and everything like that and, and he did have some flashes and everything but he's either gonna have to jump christian watson or he's gonna have to jump uh dubs or Dobbs. or so i i don't i think Jaden reed is their best receiver there um i think he's he he played a lot in the slot this year he didn't play like a full percentage of snaps i don't think in any game um but i think he is their best receiver and Going into year two, they're probably going to figure out how to get him more involved. Um, so I think it's going to be Reed, then probably Watson. Like, the, he has the highest capital. I know he was hurt a lot this year, but when he was healthy this year, he was still good. Um, and then I think Wicks could jump Dobbs, but I don't know if he will because Dobbs is still pretty good and when he gets opportunities. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't see, like, any of them really, like, being – superstars for fantasy football i think it was brian that pointed out like he thinks that it's going to be like a wide receiver by committee which is kind of what i think like i think that they they drafted a tight end in the second and the third round this past draft they drafted jaden reed in the second round they drafted christian watson in the second round dubs and wicks so like they and they're probably going to add another running back to aaron jones i just think that there's like so many weapons that like everyone's going to uh vulture off of themselves and like they're gonna cannibalize each other. And I just don't think that any of them are gonna be like amazing. Um it's just kind of just the What do you project for
0: Elijah Moore then? Because like kind of like you said, you said um, you know, for a handful of years, I think three years, four years in mm-hmm. the league, he hasn't really done much, but it still looks like he's gonna be staying in Cleveland and Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. is projected to come back. So is he the wide receiver too? And even if he is, he's still going to be falling Probably. behind the pecking order because David Joku obviously has emerged this past season as a really big, you know, target, right? Uh, and I know he yeah. does most of his damage with uh, Joe Flacco too, but I mean, he's come on so strong to the point where I feel like the offensive corner had to slowly be like, all right, let's kind of model our offense around this guy as well. And obviously Cooper's still there. So uh, I-, I don't know if the Browns are going to have enough of volume at least in the air to be able to support all that uh, along with a run game which i'm sure that they would love to have and elijah Moore. but i don't know they they have been more uh they have been a lot more receptive airing it out at least when flacco has been there so i, I don't know if that was just because of the vibes at that time and kind of how they're feeling but i i feel like you're kind of right when you're kind of talking about this trade despite go down as one of the nothing trades but it's still something we have to talk about every trade gets their uh time in the light right
1: yeah, I think that Elijah Moore, he is a talented player. Like, he's, could have been a good football player, but uh, it kind of just, some guys, it just doesn't work out. Um, But I, I do think that he might have a better chance of being, like, cut or traded again, rather than being, like, fantasy-relevant, just because I think that the Browns probably do something at wide receiver. They're probably going to bring back Cooper, Um. David Njoku emerged, as you said, so, like, at best, he's the third option, but I, I don't even think that he's going to be that. Like, I think that they're going to bring in somebody else, and he's going to be, like, the slot wide receiver. That's, like, the fourth option in the passing game. I just – I kind of just think he's just, like, toast. After the third year, he still didn't do anything because he he had his moment as a rookie and – never regain that it's just it's weird so i don't know I, I just i just think it's probably it for him but he'll bounce around for a couple more years and then probably fade away into the black
0: yeah no that's probably it's going to go down because we've seen that script unfortunately happen to a lot of players it's not necessary time but we also see it's a lot circumstances, too. That's why the NFL career always gets so hard to pick, and that's what makes fantasy so difficult. So, let's keep the ball rolling. Darren, I have a question on this one. You made the show, Doc. You wrote, Taylor Swift goes to the Super Bowl. Are we really talking about Taylor Swift on this uh, pod?
1: I mean, she's a rookie in the NFL, and she is in the Super Bowl in her first season. That's pretty impressive.
0: Why why are we doing this?
1: (laughs) She... Probably did not watch a football game in her life, and now they said she's her, going Didn't, to didn't they
0: say that her dad was like a really big um football?
1: Like he played football in college. I think they said. Just because her dad liked football doesn't mean that she that's, watched football. My dad I mean, liked football, fair. and my sister could give two fucks about football.
0: Well, to she, also to be fair, Taylor Swift also, I believe, announced another album. Like while she's she also did. touring, yeah, so a, like a brand new one. While she also was doing like reverse. so like. Yeah, she definitely does not have a life. I think uh, somebody that feels safe to say
1: somebody did the breakdown. So she's has the Eras tour in Tokyo this weekend. Oh, We're talking about
0: how she's going to get to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild that people care that much to figure out to the minute of what I mean. Time we're talking about land. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> why, like, why do people care? Like, I would have never did that though. I watched the video, but like, so is, why it, is it would possible she she's going to make it? Oh, yeah, 100%. She's 100% going to be there. Like, if she wants to be there, she will be there because there's plenty of time. Like, she's going, if she leaves, like, so the Eras tour in Tokyo time is going to end, say, at, like, 1130 midnight or something like that. If she leaves, like, right after the show, she will, she'll land the day before the Super Bowl in Vegas oh, wow, okay. because of the time zone change. So oh, why did
0: people make it sound like it wasn't going to happen?
1: I have no clue because it's very like she's going to get a full night's sleep in Vegas. It's almost like she would have to go
0: out of her way be like, you know, it's just not worth it, Trav. Sorry, it's just another – like she went to – she goes – she went like in the regular season during terrible weather. I think she's going to be at the Super Bowl.
1: The only reason she would not be at the Super Bowl is because she's like, nah, I don't feel like it. Like, that's the only reason
0: <laughs> she dumps them on the Super Bowl and then announces another album. <laughs>
1: I'm getting It's possible <laughs> that was the theory when they first like started dating that people were like Stop. the master plan is that he's all right. Taylor we're Swift is talking about this. Too this much. is this is this is oh the theory God. from Eagles Twitter back in like September. It was like she is infiltrating the Kansas City Chiefs. She's going to date Travis Kelsey and the day before the Super Bowl, she's going to break his heart. And then he's going to play like shit in Super Bowl and the Chiefs are going to lose and the Eagles are going to get revenge for last year.
0: So let's go right into Super Bowl picks, because I can't <laughs> believe you talked about this that much. Uh, Greg, I'm trying my best, man. But Darren made the show docs. <laughs> Super Bowl picks. You just said, uh, I'm not saying what you you believe that, you know, tell us going to break his heart. Travis goes back game. They're going to lose. But you do mm-hmm. think that Kansas City is going to lose.
1: Yeah, I wish both teams could lose because I'm tired be of Kansas City. Um, I, not even because Taylor stuff. I think as a like,
0: Patriots fan, do you now understand? Or as a former, yes, I Patriots I do.
1: Fan. I do. I really do. Like I I never got it growing up because like I, I liked them since I was like eight years old or whatever. So like the whole but time now, I was like, get. why do people fucking care so much? Like why do they bitch so much? And I'm like, yeah, it, it's it's annoying. It, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get it now. But you're um, rolling with
0: San Francisco.
1: I, I do think that they're the, like they're the better team, and uh, I think as long as Brock Brock Purdy doesn't play like shit, like he did against Green Bay, and uh, well, is it going to be raining? Lions, um, it's in a dome, so it shouldn't exactly, be. exactly. So nope,
0: <laughs> so he should be fine. I think that's so, a- another storyline that a lot of people are saying. Like they're kind of yeah, looking Mr. at the property's bad games, yeah. and they realize that he's like fucking dog shit in the rain, and they're like, "Oh my god, is it because he has small hands? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? I was like, dude, uh, probably no raining, dude? Like everyone has bad games when it's like gusting like 50 miles. But it's, I, it's anyway,
1: probably sorry. because he has small hands because Jared Goff <laughs> has small hands and he sucks in the rain too. I think Joe Burrow also sucks in the rain, doesn't he? Like so, I think it's the small hand thing. I really do think that like it's it's hard. Like, the small hands in the cold and, like, the other shit that they talk about... Whatever, but like small hands. You know how like you and I is... get
0: really nerdy about combine stuff? Or like we yeah, just get really yeah. nerdy about scouting in general. Maybe after yeah. the combine, we'll like go real in depth and look at the quarterbacks with small hands like nope. If he gets drafted by like Chicago <laughs> or Buffalo, I'm
1: not yeah, I'm he's not, not playing taking the, the bait. elements. He's gonna nope. suck. He's gonna
0: <laughs> if he plays outside, this guy's gonna fucking suck.
1: I just need Caleb we... Williams' hands to measure like eight point five inches and then I can get him from Tanish.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if Caleb Williams actually measures him with like tiny hands and he gets drafted by Chicago? We're gonna be like, dude, oh, our Shit, metric he's, he's i'm not saying he has poopy diaper but i mean he has small hands so by our metric he's, <laughs> he's basically really jared off <laughs> but when he plays in dome he's gonna be amazing exactly just like jared off but, but anyway um i think
1: sam fran has the better all all-around team so basically if brock purdy can just like manage the game because i, I don't re- i honestly this is gonna sound weird sorry
0: i don't i, I don't want to cut you off but couldn't you make that exact argument against Kansas City against almost every team that they faced on the road road to the Super Bowl that that teams that they have faced technically their opponent had a better top to bottom team like the Ravens in the my opinion
1: Ravens, the Ravens 100% did but the fucking game plan was horrible they just were like yeah we're going to throw a million times at Lamar Odell even say running?
0: like Lamar you should be running like you you could change yeah. the game and he yes, like, still did they it they were
1: on the sideline he was like you change the game when you run what are we doing like i, I was <laughs> I I was watching the game, too, and I was like, dude, you you can run all day long against the Chiefs, and they're just not doing it. They're just, like, throwing over and over again. And and as the game went on, Lamar started pressing, and then he was doing dumb shit and throwing in a triple coverage and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because they could have... It was like the... It was like a team that really didn't know
0: how to play from behind kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They, like, like, broke.
0: The brain broke.
1: Yes. When the Chiefs scored... That first touchdown, they were like they they acted like they were down by like twenty-eight points when they were down by seven. Like I, I was like, what is going on? They were going and... for them.
0: They're they being really, really like aggressive. And luckily they scored on the drive, but I completely agree. When they scored, they were like shell-shocked. I was like, Holy shit, they could score. Yeah. I was like, What what's going on? Like, I understand you have get defense, but I understand the that thing they had is,
1: a though that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan with Christian McCaffrey, they will oh, not Yeah, that. that's, No, absolutely You make not.
0: one like, mistake, and that's kind <laughs> of what San Francisco does, right? Like, Christian yeah. McCaffrey is going to make a mistake. Debo is going to get his. Brandon Ayuk is an all-pro. Yep. George Kittle is going to rip off one or two explosives. Like, it, it's that's kind of how it gets so scary, because, like, one mistake typically uh, it starts to snowball like you could be yeah. winning, but then have like a fumble, and before you know it, you're down by two positions against San Francisco, and only like 45 seconds have like elapsed, and you're like, What the hell yeah. just happened? kind of thing. But, um, I, I completely agree with everything you just said, but I am gonna go with Kansas City only because, um, their defense has been unreal. I understand San Francisco's defense is also fantastic, um, but I don't know. Spags, you really can't go against him. I feel like he is a defensive corner that's going to go down in legend because what he stopped Tom Brady and that legendary like Patriots. Offer. Yeah, like he's really going to go down as one of the greatest. Um, and I think what he did, like. Everywhere he's went, he's really constructed a really strong defense. And I feel like when Spags, I think his M.O. is always when he gets there, it doesn't look that great. You have to give him like two, yeah. three years. And look what happened with the Kansas. When, when he first got there, it was suspect, right? It was the classic Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't matter what the defense looks like because you have Mahomes. You're going to score like, you know, 25 plus points every single game. So your defense just has to be okay. Like the old New Orleans Saints of Drew Brees, right? It doesn't matter what... The defense does because we will just score more than the other team. That's kind of how you could always view Kansas City. But all of a sudden, this year, they're carried by their defense. And Spag's defense has finally come all together. They have contributors across the board. But now they're obviously going to face one of the toughest tasks. But that's what I thought when they played Baltimore. So I, I, I don't know if it's more credit to like, oh, it's really, really bad – Um. Execution game plan and uh, what they did for Baltimore against Kansas City, or did Kansas City dictate that? I don't know. It's he said, she said, but I'm all I'm going to say is not only am I going to go Kansas City because of their defense and because they have them homes is staring. You're going to have to agree. The NFL has just been scripted, man. Like it's, it's just going to happen. It's you can't run from it, hide from it. Shanahan, they're not going to give him another Lombardi. He's going to look even more stressed and suicidal next season, which I very like, I feel like Shanahan for his health. He has to win this one, but it's not going to happen because the NFL is going to be like, no, the Swifties have brought us so much money. So Taylor, let let me show you how awesome it is to be an NFL fan. So sorry, Darren, I didn't mean to poo-poo you on your prediction, but it, it, this is it, it's this is
1: going to happen, right? I mean, in a way, I kind of want the chiefs to win because taylor swift like I, I want them to win because of her because it would make so many old white guys just so pissed oh off. my god <laughs> this what,
0: what would trigger them more that and like taylor swift literally like being able to hoist the lombardi would that be like their 9-11 or colin kaepernick I, taking the which one's worse?
1: i want her to wear her red lipstick and kiss it and leave a big <laughs> mark on it never
0: and then they'll always <laughs> just have that on display and everyone will be like this no, is the like- taylor swift lombardi
1: <laughs> like i i need it i almost need it like i i don't want to see the chiefs win just because i'm so tired of them and like it's it's annoying that they are there every year it's just like is anyone ever like josh allen should have beat them they were in buffalo fucking uh Lamar Jackson should have beat him, and it does doesn't doesn't matter. There's only one guy <laughs> that could beat Mahomes, really?
0: and his name is Joseph Burrow, and well, that's he how Brady do did it because he was hurt. Well, that's well, that's fair <laughs> he's too. gone he- now, but. <laughs> well, so is joe but okay those are our picks you're picking San fran i'm picking kansas city we'll see what happens obviously we know jeff's gonna be rooting for kansas city and my wife will be as well so um i look oh, yeah. this am... is like
1: probably emily's dream right like she is on cloud oh nine my god right now. she's just been having like an <laughs> orgasm
0: this entire season so i've never had anyone more tuned into an nfl season which is actually kind of sad because I, oh my God, dude, this has been such a brutal season for an Eagles fan. So I've been like so disconnected yeah. to the NFL. I've been so disconnected to the PDL because I've just been like, my, the end of my season, I've just been annihilated. So I'm just like, I don't, I just don't care, but I'm still trying to be like happy for Emily because like this has been like her dream season. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey was her favorite football player for a while, even before this whole thing. So this has been like mm-hmm. awesome. So I, it's just been great. So I'm trying to be happy for her, but I'm just like, Man, I don't really care if Kansas City wins and I I don't really care if San Francisco like in a way San Francisco deserves it. Like Shanahan really does deserve it. This 49ers team yeah. deserves to go down in history as one of the better like teams to be remembered. So that's why I'm just like as a fan I'm like it's just going to be a good game. That's what I hope for. So we have more things to talk about and I think I love the 49ers
1: the way... to win for Kyle Uzchak. <laughs> He's gritty <laughs> <Juice>. gritty guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he actually that, that he does like wh- does what other fullbacks things. names do we need do we know right now?
1: Any? I don't know if I could name another who one. Like, is not even... Remember
0: John Kuhn used to be on the Packers. I remember him.
1: Yeah, I think um, he retired like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, forever ago. <laughs>
0: even longer ago, probably. Oh, who is um... the um the uh all the Kansas City, the Sauce Anthony Sherman that's another one he retired a long time ago or not a long time ago, yeah. like a little bit ago
1: I don't think that there is another football fullback in football right now like I think Eustach might be the only one <laughs> <laughs> like but, there definitely is more but I can't name any of them like I uh, the Eagles don't have one
0: no we don't um, if we ever do we use a tight end
1: who's like who's like an
0: old school. Wait, 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 wait! No, the um, the dolphins. The dolphins have one. Who's that
1: one? Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, really good. He's, he's really knocks. good too. Yeah. What fuck is his name?
0: Alex Engle or Alec Engle? Yes, yes. Alec Engle. He's Engel, good. Yeah, yeah. He's like the only other fullback that needs to. Wow, there I don't was, know why the, we're the going. Seahawks had that. Greg is furious right now. We're, we're literally talking about random fullbacks in the oh, NFL the right now. The Patriots used
1: to have uh, Jacob Johnson. I think he was on the Raiders this year because John wait, wait, wait. took him.
0: Who is the? Didn't the Ravens always have a good fullback? Who yeah, is that, that guy, big,
1: that big dude. Yeah. Oh my god, what is that guy? He was name? like, he was like three hundred pounds, but he was like <laughs> athletic. I can't remember his name. What the fuck, he was amazing. I think he's still there. I think he is still there. No way, he's not still there. I think he's still no. there. Yeah. Patrick Ricard. Patrick Ricard. Yeah,
0: Patrick Ricard. I think yeah, he's yeah, still you're there. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Wow, there's a lot of good fullbacks. Okay, sorry. Greg, Greggy, uh, there, I'm, I'm bringing us back There's in.
1: probably less than 10.
0: <laughs> no, no one cares about fullbacks. Everyone listening right now is like, what does this have to do with the PDL? What Kyle Juszczyk's the only one that matters. <laughs> That's true. We got to get a ring for that guy. So either way, I, I wouldn't be upset. When I mean, you take
1: Kyle Juszczyk off of the 49ers, is Christian McCaffrey as good as he is now?
0: Honestly, I don't think so. Uh, Juszczyk is like integral to this. Like what Kyle Shanahan's been able to do with this team. Like you need Kittle, you need Juszczyk, and everything else can just kind yeah. of
1: go. I think if they lose Kyle Yuschek, that's going to, you're going to see like a decline and no one's going to understand why right away. Then they're going to be like, oh, Kyle (laughs) Yuschek's gone.
0: (laughs) But it's so funny because like the chances of Kyle Yuschek can't hurt you with uh, actually, because I feel like he gets contact every single play.
1: You would think he would get hurt
0: more, but he just never does.
1: Yeah. When did this
0: turn into a Yuschek podcast?
1: I mean, because I want him to win the Super Bowl. He deserves it. He does all the little things. Wait. Oh, and did you see that? How long have like- you loved well,
0: like- I didn't know you loved check this much.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's like one of the low-key, really. like I could never use him in fantasy football. But if you look through his transaction history on Sleeper on our league, I've, I picked him up and dropped him, I think, twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that checks out. But what were you saying?
1: <laughs> um... I was going to say something about a head coach, but we're going to talk about the next anyway. So I'll just save that for the next 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> OK, so let's just jump into the next segment. There has been a ton of new head coaches hired. And I think the way that we should unveil them is, Darren, you and I, we rank the coaching higher. So I think we should rank them that way, right? Do we want to go from best to worst or worst to best?
1: Um, We'll, we'll go best to worst because I think that that'll yeah, be- I think that's fair. That'll be more it'll, it'll be more obvious, too, because like everyone is going to like know who the first one is most. likely. Yeah. like everyone's probably going to be thinking the name that we're. Gonna e-
0: everyone knows who's going to who's the worst, too. But yeah, yeah just to be fair. <laughs>
1: well, well, some might have different opinions on the worst. No, one I it's think. definitely I think, Dairy so, Queen. And in, in my opinion, at least, I think the top four are like good and the bottom four are like meh to bad. Um, but the one we kind of both agreed on that was the best hire was Jim Harbaugh going to the chargers. Um, he is, I know he was only an NFL coach for like five years, but he is top five in win percentage of all time. So, um, the chargers actually, is he like the pro- only coach. coach ever to like,
0: wait, did he go to like two, two straight NFC championship games? Like
1: in his first two years I... as coaching. I think they might have went to three straight and the third one they went to the Super Bowl or the second one they went. I forget. Jesus, yeah. But But
0: anyway, yeah, he's
1: legit. He only left the 49ers because he lost the power struggle with uh, Trent Baalke, who is a fucking god-awful GM and is ruining the Jaguars. But, you know, that's (laughs) his own, whatever you want to do there. But I don't know how Trent Baalke got another job. Um, But anyway. You don't
0: like taking... uh, Oh, shit. Who they take over? Aiden Hutchinson at number one again?
1: Um Walker. Yeah, What? Walker. what you, don't, you don't like, you don't like... Yeah, he's terrible. Trayvon oh, Walker? you know what they did in this, this past draft? They drafted a running back in the third round, and they drafted a tight end in the second round when they had Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne. That's what they did in the draft this year. That's how they improved <laughs> that roster. There's he is so bad. He's like the worst GM in the league. One of my um, favorite things, guys, is,
0: gentleman. yeah, Darren, he has such like a hate boner for certain GMs because I think, <laughs> because Darren and I, we love like, fantasizing about. That's why we made the PDL. Like when we play Madden, we don't even play Madden. We just pretend we're GMs. We make trades and then we just make I, another. I league.
1: was, I was actually playing Madden the other day and the, the league we made. And I was like, doing dude, you haven't advanced moves. in such a while on that one, dude. I know I haven't played in like a week, but like, I I was doing it the other day, like doing the roster moves and stuff, like setting it up. And Jackie was watching. She was like, she was like, why do you do this so much? Like, why don't you ever like play the game? And yeah, I but was, she's like, I... like, do you only look at the <laughs>
0: menus in this game? Like, I've never <laughs> seen you
1: throw a football. She was like, i never seen you play in the game. And I was like, well, I like this part better. And she was like, what <laughs> do you mean? What part? And I was like, just like making the roster better. And she was like what and i was like i was like that's like kind like, of jackie just game. give me a bunch of spreadsheets <laughs> and i'm that's all i need <laughs> he was like she was like does anyone else do this and i was like i, I mean well, tommy does but probably like not really <laughs> like i was like
0: yeah jackie uh... there's a game called nfl head coach that came out and then it failed miserably because no one bought it but tommy and i we bought it we loved it and no one else wanted it
1: I was like, you know what's what's even worse? When I was, like, 15, I used to just do the roster and just forward it to the next year and not play a single game, and I would just do the offseason stuff. Yeah, you would just sim through. Like, she was like, oh, my God, you're such a nerd. I you're
0: was like, like you, yeah. You how know. do you make something, like, football nerdy? You're like, oh, yeah, just, just you wait.
1: Just make the roster moves. I don't even want to play a game. I just want to do the (laughs) roster moves, make some trades,
0: (laughs) get them under the salary cap. Let's just see how many championships we could win, how many records we could get, but hold on. (laughs) Harbaugh gets higher, but this is going to have a huge, huge impact to fantasy football, because I feel like every podcast is talking about it. Jim Harbaugh, Does not throw the ball. That's pretty much what happened over in the 49ers. That's obviously what happened in Michigan. But you could also kind of say maybe that's kind of just what he did because of the personnel that was presented. But... He goes over to the Chargers, right? Well, hold on. First, let's say, let's give him some roses. The Chargers, who's been a franchise that always lacked discipline, right? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's like the most Charger thing to happen. Oh, my God. They always have so much. How do you have Philip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates and not do anything with that? And now you have like Herb. You, you have like all these fantastic things, but you just can never freaking win. Um, But now you get Harbaugh, who pretty much will be able to bring his own culture Definitely bring discipline. So I feel like that's why it's such a home run hire. But we were just saying, is he going to throw the ball? I mean, obviously, as Herbert. But now he kind of, okay. When we said, sorry, the way I'm going to segue this is the latest news about Harbaugh and the addition that he brought in. Darren, can you uh, enlighten our listeners?
1: Uh, He brought in his old pal, Greg Roman, who was with him with the 49ers (laughs) and Stanford um, he last was stint with in um,
0: Ravens yeah for a little while yeah his brother in yeah. Baltimore for a little while
1: also wh- what's he known for uh, running the ball running the ball a lot and probably too much <laughs> and wait and what is uh, Jim
0: Harbaugh known for
1: running the ball running the ball a lot probably too much
0: <laughs> but hold on but now you inherit Arasa with Herbert but it does kind of make sense because they don't have like fucking pass catchers for they have no speed outside of well just they just don't have any at all. Keenan Allen was obviously by far the best receiver that they had and now you could kind of make the argument are they slowly going to make the shift to more of like a kind of move Herbert to more of a game manager role where he does
1: I think you might have cut out. I can't hear you anymore.
0: Sorry, mic popped out. <laughs> but yeah, what, what what do you think <laughs> is going to happen here now that everything points to run but just like I said NFL is just so weird. So hard to predict once everyone is on the same page we're probably wrong. So would it really surprise any of us if um, they are still the aired out team, just much more disciplined and have a strong, like a stronger actual structured run game. You know what I mean? But don't completely take away what Herbie does. So, what do you think this implication has overall in a fantasy context? Because I know everyone has always been hot and bothered by trying to get some Charger players or at least skill position players because they wanted to be attached to what Herbert did ever since he entered the NFL. Uh, but yeah, now with Harbaugh, Greg Roman, uh, what is your your expectations for the Chargers?
1: I mean, they they absolutely one hundred percent want to be run heavy. Like, there's no doubt about it in my mind that they <laughs> want to be run heavy. Like, they, they don't really have a running back on the roster right now. Jim Harbaugh just going to roll and be
0: like, we're drafting Blake Corum. There's nothing you guys can say
1: about this. Yeah, he's the fucking GM. They hired him before they had a GM, and he picked his own GM so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> if he was to draft Blake Corum with the fifth pick, he can do that. So I think that uh, there are 100% no doubt, like, there's already rumors that they want to sign Saquon Barkley. Um, if they sign Saquon, Saquon Barkley... Thank God. He's getting 25 carries a game, no doubt. Like hundred percent. So I think that uh, people might be crying next year that uh let let Justin Cook like the, it's gonna be Russell Wilson kind of situation, I think, where people are like, why are they not letting this guy throw the ball? Um it's if they can they're gonna be Harbaugh's like seven and one and they're that.
0: gonna be like, Oh my god, why isn't Herbert throwing it more?
1: I, I mean, if, if Harbaugh is out there with Isaiah Spiller and Josh Kelly, Probably they're going to throw the ball more than they are. Oh, yeah, but, sure. but I do not expect them to those guys to be the only running backs on the roster either. I, I 100% expect them to add one, if not two, running backs. Um, I don't think that Austin Eckler is going to be back with this team now because he is not really that kind of guy. Um, but I, I they could draft Blake Corum in the third round. They could add a veteran. They could add Derek Henry. If they had Derek Henry and Blake Quorum, they're they're running
0: the ball forty times a game. Like they're doing like they that's like Jim Harbaugh's like what? I mean, you say they're going to run forty times a game. You mean Henry and Blake Corum are
1: each going to get forty carries a game? Exactly. If they can have a game that's nine to nothing and Justin Herbert throws zero passes, that is Jim like that Harbaugh's one game best. what Mac Jones
0: played in like that weird game or I think he only yeah, run, three like, three, four like times. Six times. Yeah, dude, Jim Harbaugh probably watch out. He was like. This is poetry. This is the the most beautiful thing. (laughs) He probably called Bill Belichick immediately afterwards saying, you have just done something that my wife has never been able to do for me.
1: He had to call his doctor because he was afraid he was going to have a heart attack because he had a boner for four hours.
0: (laughs) It was just getting lighted. But anyway, yeah, no, I completely agree. So there's (laughs) definitely going to be some implications here. But do you think we're reading a little bit too much into it? Or do you think it's accurate?
1: Uh, No, I mean, he Harbaugh was bottom five, I believe, every single year in the NFL and pass attempts. I know it was 10 years ago, but still he, the whole time he was at Michigan, there's like 125 division one schools. He was like bottom five, bottom 10, every single year he's at Michigan that's, too. That's like
0: almost impressive to be like, as good
1: as Michigan's been, but just like out of like 160
0: schools. And he's like always 100.
1: Like... This past year with JJ McCarthy, he was probably going to be in a first round quarterback. They were like 120th in pass attempts out of 124 schools or something like that. Like, he does not pass the fucking ball. He loves to run. He wants to run. If he can run, he will run. So I think that it doesn't matter how good the quarterback is. I think that he is going to run the ball if he can run the ball. And I do. I still think Justin Herbert is going to be good for fantasy football, but it's going to be, like, efficiency kind of thing, like how Russell Wilson used to be. Like, he only got, like, 25-ish pass attempts a game, but he had to be efficient with them, and he was. And I think Herbert is good enough to do that. Like I still think he's going to be good at fantasy football. He's just not going to have forty-five attempts like he had the last couple years.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just think it's hilarious because obviously Harbaugh is going to have a huge influence on this team. Um, but the Chargers—they just always been known as kind of that air out team, despite having yeah. yep. a great running back like Eckler. But Eckler, even that's kind of how he's made his money, right? Through the they air haven't been pass catching a
1: run. They haven't been a run-heavy team since they had LT. Like, that was... We were in fucking middle school, I think.
0: Yeah, like LT, Michael Turner, Darrens. I mean, even to an extent. Yeah. Even then, they're, <laughs> they were known for pass catching. Like, that's kind of what I mean. It's always been, like... I don't know, kind of like this, even back in San Diego when we were younger, seeing that lightning ball, like, oh man, this is just going to be electric them, They're going to throw it down the field. Even their tight ends were ahead of their time with Gates and stuff like that. Yeah. Winslow, all that kind of fun stuff. So I always associate them with kind of that airing it out. But yeah, I'm really excited to kind of see what Harbaugh does, but I can't help but agree with you. I feel like now that Harbaugh is there, especially with the draft capital that they have and kind of the personnel you know, power that he has, he's definitely going to slowly start molding this team to be that Harbaugh team. So nothing's going to get more excited than being able to run it. And now that Bill Belichick is not in the NFL, I don't think there's any other head. I mean, every head coach hates turnovers, but I don't think there's any other head coach that hates turnovers more than Jim Harbaugh now, because that's why they don't throw the ball. They're like, no, if I can help it, you're just going to just do four quarter or like three quarterback stinks in our own. We'll maybe punt it. That's, that's how I'd rather do it and try to at least manage the clock. So Yeah. I definitely agree. So what do you think is the second best coaching hire so far in this cycle?
1: Uh, I I think it's Dave Canales. Um, I I think that they needed to hire somebody like this that could potentially do everything they could to resurrect Bryce Young since David Tepper got himself involved and they made the staff pass on CJ Stroud for Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young was like Josh Rosen bad this year. And he looked lost. I know they had no weapons, but he did not look like he was gonna cut it. Did not do himself um, any favors. We saw well, we saw Dave Canales. He resurrected Juno Smith, who was a back quarterback for like a decade. Um Baker Mayfield, who was left for dead, he made a fucking Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, I think that I know he's young. He kind of had him like a meteoric rise, but there's something about him that seems like he can fix quarterbacks, and that's what they need. That, that is exactly what they needed to bring in, and hopefully, he can fix fix Bryce Young. I, I I like Dave Canales. I think he's a really good coach. Um, but you know, we've we've seen really good coaches fail miserably as head coaches in the past. But hopefully, he gets it.
0: Yeah, hopefully you can put it all together because Carolina has no choice. They invested so much in young that yeah. they had to have found a anyone that could maybe be able to fix the situation. And I completely agree with you. Canales has a really impressive track record of being able to make something out of not nothing, but something that maybe had some promise there, right? Geno Smith was a first yeah. round pick. He had a lot of promise coming out. He had a lot of talent and it kind of looks like uh, maybe it was just a one hit wonder with Gino, or maybe it was all Canales, right? And now with over with Baker, he was able to have a career resurgence, a pro bowl year, and now hopefully he's going to be able to have that same kind of impact and if he does is this slowly um you know there's usually sophomore slump I don't think you could slump based on what Bryce has done he just kind of has to have a pulse and just show up and he'll be better than what he showed last season but I'm just prefacing this this way because is this maybe maybe the definition of buy low right because I feel too often I, I mean I'm it's my fault. I'm on Reddit too much, and I'm on too many threads where I'm like, oh, what is a good buy low? And every single suggestion, it doesn't really fit buy low. Like Every single one I read, I'm like, you would never get any of these players as a buy low. Yeah. Like, no one's giving you this for a, a third round, think a late second. Like, No, you would have to give a late first, if anything, for half of these players. But would this potential be a buy low? If you do believe in what Canalis is able to do, obviously Bryce Young is giving everyone the ick right now really and so maybe it's an opportunity to try to tune in to kind of see what Carolina is going to do because they are undoubtedly going to add to the pass catching core um because they pretty much have no one uh Thielen I think was at one point the most impressive pass catcher that they had Mingo obviously a rookie um you know just rookie things. He still has some time to be able to put things together, but um, they definitely have to put something together because especially in the last handful of seasons, it's really shown GMs have seen how much pass catchers can impact the quarterback, right? Like Jalen hurts would not be Jalen hurts without the pass catchers that was assembled. And, uh, Philadelphia I think we could both say that in complete confidence you could even yeah. make that argument with Josh Allen finally getting Stefan Diggs how much that has helped them develop you know that's kind of the classic case True. everyone jumps to um, but I know I'm kind of jumping to the you know the aces maybe the exceptions but you think this is an opportunity for us to kind of keep an eye on and be like all right who is Carolina going to get and maybe try to jump in on that because they're still going to have that stink of Car- Carolina is going to be terrible next year they still are but maybe it'll be you know an okay terrible where what i mean by that is they're still going to be able to produce some fantasy assets because they're probably going to be playing from behind from quite a bit but if canales does have that impact on bryce young then that means they're going to be throwing it
1: yeah i think that uh everyone that is hoping for the weapons in carolina should probably temper (laughs) their expectations um because i don't think any of the really good guys are going to go there willingly. Like Michael Pittman, I doubt he's going to go there. Like, why would he leave Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson, who in very limited time look better than Bryce Young? Um, T. Higgins, I don't even think T. Higgins is going to be leaving the Bengals, to be honest. Um, you think he's
0: going to take like a pay cut to stay?
1: Well, they have the cap to like resign him, and then they can like figure it out from there, I guess. But um, I think, think another team can just pay him more. I know, but I think they're going to find a way to keep him, or they're just going to tag him and trade him. That's, and I don't that's think fair. that they're going to. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't see him not being on the Bengals this year. I'd be surprised, but like, there's always some crazy shit that happens. Like, for all we know, that they, the Panthers could trade for Brendan Ayuk or something. I don't know, um, but I, I just think that like they might get like Hollywood Brown or something like that. But like, I just think oh, that like the top the, tier, what about
0: a huge game changer like a Calvin Ridley, Darren?
1: Yeah, maybe they could. That's something <laughs> like that. But I think like the the tier, like everyone's hoping for like a tier one guy. But like, they'll, they'll get like a tier two. I think like they might get Calvin Ridley or Hollywood Brown if, or something uh, like that. Conspiracy
0: right? hat back on. Uh, Stephon Diggs. Not happy in Buffalo, it seems. Maybe. Send him kind of to hell. Something like how, what Dave yeah.
1: Gettleman did for Odell Beckham. Send him. To you him know how desperate changer. Carolina
0: is for any pass catchers? I guarantee you they'll look at Stefan Diggs and be like, holy shit. Yeah, let's get that for Bryson.
1: I don't care how bad he looked yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean, that would be better than what they had last year, for sure.
0: I mean, Thielen looked better than Diggs at times. So, I mean, hopefully, yeah, Diggs, Diggs looked bad. Him. Like, he, oh man, I, I don't know if he was hurt. I don't know what it was. He was yeah. bad,
1: bad. Yeah. So, having From him like on my team, it hurt way through the season. He was just like, he looked like he just,
0: but the first half of the season, he was unbelievable. It.
1: Like, he was like yeah. one of
0: the best wide receivers. So, I like, something had to have happened.
1: Well, somebody said his he turned thirty. That was his issue, because as soon as he turned thirty, his he just plummeted, like from literally from his thirtieth birthday. From his thirtieth birthday, he blew out the candles. (laughs) That was it. There goes his his talent, like the space jam,
0: the basketball. (laughs) As he blew it out, that there goes he's done
1: now. He just you could see like a, a very deep wrinkle forming on his forehead. And it was like, wow, that that's it. I don't know, he done. had that
0: new hairstyle <laughs> this year. Not a fan of it. And I was like, man, you played like trash too. So maybe, maybe you should change this <laughs> up. But now I'm just being mean. Now I'm just being mean. So we both agree. Canales. Great move. What's the third um, move? Who ranked number three?
1: Mike McDonald. Um, I think that the top three coaches here are like, they were all like really good hires, like exactly what they needed. Um, we're in agreement. Donald, so
0: That means we're wrong. Every coach, like every uh, yeah, retrospective, be we're, we're yeah. always wrong. It, the At best hire is going to be like, like whoever's number six or someone Whoever's in the middle, that's going to be the random best no,
1: one. I, I would be surprised if there was a coach higher, better than Harbaugh, to be honest. Like, I, I think that Harbaugh definitely is going to be the best. He's paired with an elite quarterback. He is a very good coach. Like Harbaugh is going to be good, like 100 percent. Yeah. Maybe not for fantasy, but he's going to be good for (laughs) real-life wins. Um, But Mike McDonald, um, Pete Carroll was basically asked to retire because he could not figure out Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. Um, They basically shit on him every time they played, and he was (laughs) too old to figure it out. So they were like, hey man, uh maybe you should just like hang out in the front office or something, because uh these young guys down south, like they're they're kind of not letting Kyle you China in. Anymore. Had, like
0: blitzing Adderall into his veins, staying up trying <laughs> to get the next motion package for like a special blitz package. And then you have Pete Carroll being like, dude, I might need a nap at like two thirty. I can't I can't keep doing yep. this.
1: And and Mike McDonald's literally half Pete Carroll's age. They're calling him like the uh, defensive Sean McVay, like he, I think he was he on the crazy things
0: this year, dude.
1: Yeah, he was great, and like he, their secondary is awesome, and like their best cornerback. I know they had Marlon Humphrey, but he's hurt a lot. They had like Ronald Darby playing really well, and like there there was guys on that t- team like Jadavian Clowney was great this year. He as big of a name as Jadavian Clowney is, like he hasn't so really lazy. done a whole lot. Yeah, he's done really, really done a whole lot in the NFL. So, like, I don't know. Like Mike McDonald, I think he's like, he's a very, very good defensive coach. Um, I don't think. That you they think hired because an he's a yet. defensive
0: coach, he's going to do the typical "let's have like a control tempo, control the clock" type of offense, or like the ground and pound?
1: Uh, I, I don't, I don't think they hired an offensive coordinator yet. So it's kind of like to be seen, like what they're going to do there. Um. But I, I doubt I, it. I, right. Because they I fire Pete Carroll
0: Carol. They're probably like, you know what? We got to keep up with like San Francisco. It's, so we have a great defensive personnel head coach. Though. Let's get a really great offensive coach or coordinator.
1: Like their personnel, though, like they can kind of do either way, like because they have three good receivers. I would expect, I guess, Lockett to be there again. Um, two good running backs. Their offensive lines pretty solid. Dude, it's a really overall. good spot
0: to like kind of walk into.
1: Like I, I think that they're like a sneaky spot for like maybe like a JJ McCarthy. Um, I I don't know. Like I, I think that they're going to. I mean, you love I, hopefully McCarthy. he's. I I do like kind of like JJ McCarthy. I I don't know what it is about him, but maybe it's, kinda it's like,
0: like it's because he has like that <laughs> Zach Wilson Zach Wilson slash... look. Yeah, like he's Zach Wilson plus. He's like everything Zach Wilson wanted to be, but
1: he's mature better, Zach Wilson. More athletic. Yeah,
0: exactly. He's not he's not Disney channel, Zach Wilson. This is what Zach Wilson should have been.
1: He is uh Nick at night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Not all grown up, just Nick at night.
1: Um I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I do think that Jaden McCarthy, he does need to sit a year if he gets drafted. Like that would he, be best case if he scenario. went to Yeah, if he went to cause Everyone acts like that's like a death sentence, like guys sitting a year. But wouldn't you have preferred Bryce Young to sit a year instead of playing this year?
0: Um Yikes, that probably would have yes. been better.
1: So um I don't know. Like I mean, Pat Mahomes set a hindsight. year, but Pat Mahomes set a year, and like people weren't like, yeah, yeah, you know, Young was the number one fit going sat. to the Panthers. You
0: can't, you can't sit him.
1: I, well, yeah, you can't really, but yeah, you, you should have. Really oh no, one hundred percent, you should have. But I'm
0: saying, in that scenario, you would have been. Oh my God, I know. But if you didn't that first town. of
1: all, you can't sit him. But if you take J. D. McCarthy at the twentieth pick, you can definitely sit him for a year. Um, but, but yeah, no, I completely agree.
0: Mike McDonald, I think, is going to be. He's got to really let the offensive coordinator
1: do his thing. Like that's that's the thing because if I think the issues come with defensive guys when they meddle on the offense. So if he just hires a dude, lets him do his offense and like he doesn't really get involved. Like Yeah, hire Chip Kelly, he right? Fight.
0: He's he's still on the block. He's looking to get into the NFL still.
1: Which I don't understand that. Like, what is the deal with Chip Kelly? Because he is, as far as I know, he's trying. UCLA. He's the UCLA head coach. Why would he leave a head coaching position at a top program in college football to be offensive coordinator? Is he just been like mid though,
0: or has he been good?
1: Yeah, no, he has. But why is he just maybe it's just because he's like, because I know that I, I saw a thing uh, where Chip was bitching about the NIL and the read alignments and all that stuff. So maybe he's just yeah. fed up with college football. Maybe he's
0: done with college. Um,
1: maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Because I'm he, I, that's
0: totally like his personality. It would be like, oh, I don't like how this is, I don't like the rules anymore. It, I'm going to go do else. Oh, something
1: yeah. 100%. He's a crotchety old fart. Like, and he's yeah. not even really like that old, but he's a crotch, He's He was crotchety fucking 10 years ago. Like, he. Just does not like Dude, you just gotta do, to buy into a smoothie
0: system man just listen his way or no
1: way I, I i mean personally i would like a smoothie every day so i don't know why people complain no, actually, about that his, his smoothie <laughs> thing
0: probably actually helped because i feel like the eagles never got hurt during like the chip kelly era we never got hurt they really and then, didn't and then after chip kelly left after the smoothies were gone this is my conspiracy theory after the smoothies were gone, every like Dude, we turned into, like, the fucking 49ers or, like, the Chargers. Like, yeah, everyone got hurt again. I was like, what's going on? But sorry, that's not here nor there. It's not an Eagles podcast. I completely agree. I think Mike McDonald, great hire. All right. Number four.
1: Uh, Raheem Morris. Uh, I think this was also a great hire. He he. Everybody that knows him talks glowingly about him from what I've heard. Um, Like Mike Tomlin vouched for him. He said he was like the best coach. Mike we Normally not
0: like defensive coach hires though, as head coaches or do we like normally?
1: Yeah. But I mean, he brought along Zach Robinson, who was one of the guys I was hoping that the Eagles are going to hire because he came from McVay. He's like young, you know, he's got that fresh ideas, all that shit. Um, So I think that like that. I think that's an awesome core,
0: especially what they have in Atlanta. Yeah. What do you think that's going to
1: mean fantasy wise? Like
0: Bijan Robinson, Drake London. What are we talking about here?
1: I I think it's great for Bijan because if you know anything about Sean McVay, he uses one running back and Tyler Algier. He is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Bijan. Bijan is going to touch the ball 300 times this year. I think and Zach Robinson showed up, and he was so happy to
0: see Bijan Robinson. They're like, yeah, are you excited to see the rest of the running back room? And he was like, excuse me, what does that even mean? They're like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a room where all the other running backs like, no, I met Bijan. Like, isn't that it? And they're like, no, we have other... – they're like, oh, no, can we, we – We no need. No need.
1: <laughs> like, it, it is like the – like, when you play a video game and, like, the the picture is just black because they're not <laughs> unlocked yet, the only way that those guys will become unlocked is if Bijan gets hurt. Because until then, they will not be there. They'll, they're will they not going to be in his view because he's, he's not even going to gonna use... know the last
0: names. When Bijan gets hurt, <laughs> he, he's literally going to be like, oh, God, yeah, put 42 back in or something like that. I I don't know.
1: He's going to use his best running back, and that's what he's going to do because that's what all the Sean McVay guys do. They just use their best dude. and there, So you're telling no me Cordell
0: Patterson just got cut?
1: Uh, Probably. I mean, he is, like, he might retire. He's, like, 33. So, yeah, I don't like, even I... think he's
0: under contract <laughs> anymore. But, like, yeah, I-, I feel like this whole Arthur Smith thing going on, I feel like Atlanta fans should rejoice because this is, like, the complete opposite. Like, Sean McVay, all he did was funnel his offense to his best mm-hmm. players that was yeah, literally so that's was, his system
1: you're gonna puka and you're gonna have puka and uh cup and kyron williams instead of those guys you'll have kyle pitts drake london and Bijan.
0: that's awesome i that's i'm sure everyone's gonna they need be so a quarterback
1: happy. though they do need a quarterback <laughs> yes that i mean that <laughs>
0: is something i mean i mean there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that could potentially well go, i did right? see that russell like, wilson
1: or, well, I saw Justin that they Fields. might throw the bag at uh Baker Mayfield because Zach Robinson was in LA last year when Baker was there. Um, so they might Atlanta and Tampa might be fighting over Baker Mayfield, which is so weird to think about. As they both could oh, have man. had him, you're probably <laughs> so
0: happy. You're just like, This is my dream come true. <laughs> you always low key kind of like Atlanta ever since Vic. I know you, Darren. And now yeah. to see your boy Baker go over there, you'd be like, Holy moly.
1: Like you would buy that Baker jersey 4 immediately. Bakers signed a four million dollar contract. He basically signed for backup quarterback money. We were like midway through the season, and you still had people like Mike saying they should start Kyle Trask. And I was like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, because I know Mike likes Baker Mayfield. I'm like, why? Why are you saying this? It just like does if they wanted to Bear, start. I'm Kyle convinced
0: Trask. that like more than half of the league do not watch football. So what? Sometimes when Mike <laughs> said that, I was like. I don't understand. Like, he was playing so well. Like, if you watched Tampa Bay Buccaneers up to the point when
1: Mike said, I was like, I don't understand. But, they, and they, they owed Baker nothing, like, absolutely nothing. If Baker was worse than Kyle Trask, they would have started Kyle Trask from week one. Like, week one. They I feel like the way Kyle that
0: Trask. it was set up was Kyle Trask was supposed to start, and then Baker so they, just. They were beat hoping him out.
1: for it. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, they set him up for went. success, and Baker was just like,
0: ah, <laughs> oh, nah, I'm good. Because any like baker with a chip man that's all so what you're telling me is if baker does get the bag he's gonna
1: suck again eh, probably i mean <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really <laughs> i'm really hoping that he kind of just stays in tampa and they are able because they have enough cap room that they could re-sign baker they could re-sign mike evans so they could have mike evans chris godwin again and yeah, um i do true. hope that he stays there because liam cohen they brought scenario. him in. um I, I hope he just stays. I, I think he's gonna get like a Geno Smith kind of contract, like what he got so he'll be there for at least two. Hold, hold on, three. hold on.
0: This did not turn into a Baker Mayfield podcast. I, I, I oh, feel I know, like
1: I we we are we are off the
0: rails, but at, at least with Atlanta though, the top three that you just mentioned, because that's kind of how the LA Rams did it with McVay kind of funneled everything. Oh. So it, it has to feel really,
1: really so are you finally saying
0: Kyle Pitts, it's back? Put him back on the menu.
1: No, not necessarily. Um, I do think he'll be better than he was this past year. That's for sure, because they probably won't be forcing the ball at Johnny Smith. Um, Yeah.
0: Kind of hard to. I'm not saying be worse, because I mean, he was still decent, but I mean, like, it's not like if you had Kyle Pitts, you're not excited. Like, Max wasn't like, yes, I'm so happy I have Kyle Pitts. But I mean, mm -hmm. this upcoming year, I'm sure he's going to be a lot more excited. I feel like the prices of all Atlanta skill position players have skyrocketed. I mean, B. John Robinson's really couldn't get any higher, let's be honest. But Welch yeah. has to be really, really happy with um, Drake London and
1: obviously, like I mentioned, with Kyle Pitts. And, and the thing um, is, though, has to be happy. they're they're probably going to upgrade their wide receiver room, too. So if they add... I would have say, to agree. Um, they, they only have, I think, like, uh, Drake London and, like, uh, the dude from... What the hell is the dude's name from the Rams that was, like, there for a long time? I can't remember his name. But anyway, uh, they don't have anyone good other than Drake London. That's the point um so like they have the eighth pick in the draft say they draft like roma dunze or something then they're gonna have drake london roma dunze kyle pitts so then i i think that they're just not gonna have just drake london and kyle pitts like they're gonna have somebody else there that's gonna be good so i think the the one that i would definitely 100 percent want is bijan because i think that he is going to absolutely eat
0: yeah, he, he's pretty much in RB1 overall territory next year. And I feel yeah. like no one's gonna fight you on that, even without great McCaffrey's been. That's just what Bijan's probably gonna be able to produce. But let's just pick up the pace. I know now that we get towards the end, we're gonna be talking about crappier things, so we'll probably talk about quicker. But um the next coach that we're gonna talk about is someone that's staying.
1: Uh yeah, Antonio Pierce. Uh I think so actually I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say all these lump these all guys into a big bucket here. Let's do it. We have Antonio Pierce, Brian Callahan, um we have Gerard Mayo and Dan oh, Quinn. Oh, hold on.
0: Maybe we, we should say what who they're associated to in case the guys don't know what team.
1: Uh Antonio Pierce went to the Raiders, stayed, stayed with Raiders. the Raiders. Callahan went to the Titans. Uh Mayo stayed, I guess, with the Patriots and Dan mm-hmm, Quinn probably. went to the Commanders. Um I just think that, like, so I think you could argue that all of these are the worst hire. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that, like, Antonio Pierce, he's like he was a great motivator for like half the season. I don't know if he's like actually a good coach, but like, I guess you could say Dan Campbell is like a really good motivator too. So, like, maybe Antonio Pierce is going to be great. I don't know. I um, thought
0: Seriani was a great motivator.
1: I maybe, mean, yeah, let's well, he's the. The culture chief, or whatever the fuck he's calling himself now, so you know maybe, um, I would be a little bit more scared of Antonio Pierce than Nick Sirianni, if that means anything. Like he would definitely get me a little. Max Crosby seems to love him, so that's that's something, right? If your best player likes you, that's that's good. Dante Adams um, likes him a lot. Yeah, so you know if you got he's got the good players on his side, that's 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 a start. So like, I think that like he is the well, best. The one to become hires. head
0: coach, just become be a position coach and just suck up to that best skill position players or just like the highest paid players just suck up to them and they'll vouch for you and what what are you gonna do as like the owner like
1: say no to them right yeah so you just gotta hire if you don't even if you don't like the guy you gotta hire him as the head coach hope he sucks ass and then you get to fire him in two years and then then the players can't bitch about it anymore because they're like yeah we gave him a chance he sucked (laughs) so but the more important part
0: with antonio pierce who is offensive coordinator that goes with the raiders
1: uh, it's Luke Getze, the wonderful, outstanding offensive coordinator from the Chicago Bears, where we watched that beautiful Yikes. offense this past couple years. Um, yeah, that's that was a horrible hire. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they hired him. I don't. I don't get it. Um, you know like the Bears
0: are about to fire him, but they're like, oh, hold, hold on. He actually got another job, and they're like, oh, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I. I don't get this, like, at all. Like, that that offensive coordinator hire made the head coach hire worse because Antonio Pierce is obviously not an offensive guy, so they're going to be trusting Luke Getzi to do whatever. I don't whatever. think and-
0: there's much to worry about. They're Raiders only because I feel like Antonio Pierce, no matter who the offensive coordinator was going to be, he's just going to be like, just feed it to, you know, Devontae Whoever Adams and Josh mirror, like, Jacobs. Yeah, yeah just, just yeah. give it to those two. Make them happy and just move on. All right, so I feel like the offense is going to change, but they need a quarterback as well. So until that happens, I feel like it's kind of going to be in flux. So next quarterback yeah. that kind of clumped in there was Jarrett uh, Jared Mayo, who kind of got a promotion, really. Linebackers coach and really started
1: to rise yes. up and up. And, and I think this is the stupidest. Like, I, So I grew up a Patriots fan. This is the stupidest fucking thing that I think I have seen the Patriots do in like 20 years, aside Holy from shit. forcing the greatest quarterback of all time out of the building. Um, you are hiring Bill Belichick or firing, excuse me, you're firing Bill Belichick, who is arguably the best coach of all time, and you're just hiring a dude from his staff. So you're getting a watered down version of Bill Belichick in theory. Why? Why are you doing that? Just because, like, you don't like Bill Belichick anymore? That's why you're doing that. Like, because yeah, was it Mayo
0: famously like one of
1: Belichick's like favorite all-time players? Yes, yes, he was one of his favorite all-time players. He was on the coaching staff for years. So you're like immediately when you retire, Bill Belichick's
0: like you're just gonna work for me. Like you're you're not
1: yes. You're getting a watered-down version of Bill Belichick. If you're going to do that, why would you not just keep fucking Bill Belichick? Like, suck up your So what I'm hearing ego. is
0: Mayo is actually going to be the best. He's going to be out somehow, Jim Harbaugh, and be the best hire.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably. But I think it's horrible. Like, I think is the, the logic behind this is so fucking stupid. Because if you want something different than Bill Belichick, then fucking fire Bill Belichick and hire somebody else. Like, hire somebody from the Sean McVay tree, hire somebody from Kyle Shanahan's tree, like anything other than Bill Belichick. But you're basically just hiring a watered-down Bill Belichick. I think that is (laughs) the most flawed process you could possibly have. And if it does work out, it definitely could because we're definitely wrong about this all the time about coaching. But it's just like I don't see how this can work because they hired – Gerard Mayo, like they literally wrote it into his contract that when Bill Belichick leaves, Gerard Mayo will be the head coach. So they hired him as the head coach before they had a GM. So that's all that always never works out when it's a first time head coach. It's just like, what the fuck? Like there. And And he's going into such a
0: shit situation right now.
1: And added on the fact, yeah, he's, he's a defensive guy and their offense was the issue. Like the, Patriots defense the past couple of years was still good, and their offense was horrible. So I I know that like if they went to Bill Belichick, he's such a prick that they probably he if they asked him to like, hey man, we can't have you be in the GM anymore. You're you're terrible at it. They would have been like, yeah, I'm still going to do it anyway. Or you can fire me, which is which might have been <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah, like that might have been what happened. They might have had that actual conversation. He was like, yeah, fuck off, and they were like, all right, Bill, like you're you're fired um so it's so what you're
0: actually putting out on offense that's i don't even think that's legal to put on tv anymore. but like the thing like is, you gotta
1: stop there there's rumors and I, i'm assuming that these rumors came from bill belichick's agent or whoever the fuck somebody related to bill belichick in some way because there was rumors that came out after he got fired that that he wanted to trade mac jones the Kraft family said no and baker was supposed to go to the Patriots. Bill Belichick. Oh, my God. How to... <laughs> How is everything connected to Baker? <laughs> it I always like comes Aaron. back to Baker. Oh, my but, God. But Bill Belichick loved Baker before the 2018 draft. I think it was the 2018 draft. He wanted to trade up for Baker, um, which would have failed miserably. I I will tell you that. It would have been horrible. Um, but it's just like all this stuff leaks out after he gets fired. It's 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 weird. I don't know um but i, I thought that was just like the thought process behind hiring jrod mayo was just like so stupid and i just don't I thought we were really... going to pick
0: it up at the second half of this <laughs> and i didn't know this was going to be a lethargic moment I, for this Darren. was this <laughs>
1: was if, the, this if the if if the uh the patriots fandom wasn't already dead inside of me it 100% is now it is like I, final nail in the coffin this th- that that's it like there was are you actively running against them now I I just don't like them until they do something that like and I, I kind of did realize that like a lot of it was more about like I, I really like Tom Brady and I really like Gronk and I really like Edelman like a lot of it was more to that than anything else. um And if they like if they didn't have Tom Brady, I probably wouldn't have liked them at all growing up like if he was like forced his way out of New England and went to a different team, I probably would have stopped liking him a long time ago. Um, but
0: kind of like how you just stop liking the Falcons after Mike Vick went out.
1: It, yeah, exactly the same, same exact scenario. <laughs> but um, it's like now that Belichick's gone and they're like doing dumb shit. I'm like, they're just like any other stupid fucking franchise. Like they're just they're just stupid. Like they have a, I, I thought Robert Kraft was a good owner, but he's apparently just a pervert that likes to get mis- massaged and get handies, and you know he's he's a shit owner too. He was just helped. By having one of the greatest coaches ever and having the greatest yeah, quarterback just, ever, he
0: literally just fell ass backwards to Bill Belichick, and then some random he 6 really round did. pick
1: named Tom Brady from Michigan. He fell yeah, ass he backwards really to
0: them, and he just collected a bunch of hardware. He's like, "All right, how do I keep this going, All right, Mayo? All right, Darren, no. for the love of God, we got to continue, please."
1: <laughs> the best thing, the best thing Robert Kraft did the whole twenty years that they were there was just not fuck it up. That's basically like not what get he in did. the way. Yeah, that's basically what he did. He didn't pull a David Tepper. That's basically what made him a good owner because he's if he did, well, no, he, he, he he
0: he stopped himself owner. from becoming a Jerry Jones. <laughs> like he thought he was bigger than Jimmy Johnson when he started to put together Super Bowl yeah. runs and fired nope. him. But like, no, he was just like, all right, Bill Belichick, you do your thing. I'm just going to like keep paying. And uh, yeah, you make Foxborough. Yeah. Noteworthy. He did
1: have. I, I will say he did have the awareness to know like when it was time because it, I, I do agree it was time to say, Hey Bill, you, you gotta get out of here. But like Maybe why would you hire somebody from Bellitex staff?
0: Maybe that's why, why he wanted to extend it. He saw that it well, can't not, be Bill not. Belichick anymore. I don't. Know. All right, let's continue. I'm not defending it because I, I don't really care about the Patriots, but they got please. Alex Van Pelt
1: from Cleveland. We didn't even say about the uh, OC, oh the one, God. the oh thing that God. matters for fantasy. Oh
0: okay, <laughs> let's talk about the OC that uh, Mayo has because obviously he's defensively minded. So give us a little bit of context of Alex Van Pelt from Cleveland.
1: Um, he was the offensive coordinator when Baker was there before he got hurt. Uh, so pre like when he Baker was good, brought him to the playoffs. I think they won a playoff game that year, right? Um, so he Baker was that was his last good year before this year. So that was three years ago or something like that. Um, but I, I think that this kind of signals that they're going to take a quarterback. Um, I think that if it's Jaden Daniels, if it's Drake May, I think they're gonna take him because yeah. And, Pelt's pretty good with quarterbacks. They just hired uh McAdoo, who I guess his claim to fame is working with Aaron Rodgers. Um I think that they're going to take a quarterback, and they're going to do it whoever is there with a the third pick. So that'll be good because it won't be Mac Jones. um who they just ruined completely. yeah
0: i I don't <laughs> think I think the Mac Jones experiment is one hundred percent over in New England. And I feel like they have to essentially get a quarterback. So please, Darren, can we now
1: continue? Uh, Brian Callahan. Um, yes. I don't I don't really know a whole lot about him, to be honest. I know he was on Zach Taylor's staff. I thought Zach Taylor was a shitty coach. I know that Zach Taylor came from the McVeigh tree. So Brian Callahan, to me, I know his dad is a really good offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, who's coming from Cleveland to go to Tennessee. Um, but the Tennessee Titans offensive line is dog shit. So like, I don't know who he's going to be working with there. <laughs> Um that kind of makes me think that they're going to take an offensive tackle early, like Joe Alt or Olu Fasciano, um, which will help Will Levis, I guess. Um I know that Callahan worked with Joe Burrow, but like to me, it kind of feels like you have this bucket of Sean McVay guys, and you're just like scraping the last remnants of the bottom and you got Brian Callahan. So Yeah, here um, a little
0: bit of context of Brian Callahan that I'm seeing here it looks like obviously offensive corner for Cincinnati Bengals and Honestly, what he's able to do with Jake Browning, pretty impressive because you would think that they would be completely out of it That's after true. That's true. Joe Burrow went down. Um, I'm also seeing here early in his tenure, not only did he help work with Joe Burrow, he obviously, once again, helped with the Browning and what he was able to do at the um, second half of this season. But he also worked with Matt Stafford, Derek Carr. So I, I feel like, he, you know, as an offensive coordinator, pretty solid. So, or or not, sorry, not offensive coordinator. Uh, As a head coach, pretty solid. Because as we all know, one of the biggest issues in the NFL is you can't get good offensive coordinators because then they're just going to be poached and become head coaches. So the best way to keep them is just have a good head coach that's like Andy Reid, right? Best case scenario. he You can't poach him because he's just, this is, like Sean McVay, can't poach him. He is, this is Shanahan. You can't poach him. Mike McDaniel, can't poach him. So like, sirianni please poach him it's different it's you you really need an offensive corner that can do it so i feel like brian kalan becoming the head coach i feel that's what tennessee titans are trying to do they're like all right we've seen some success here instead of like obviously he needs to get promoted at some point to a head coach hopefully let's take that chance here especially with tennessee titans i mean exotic smash mouth remember when that was happening way back when
1: did you see that the brable did not get hired this is what I was going to say earlier before we started talking about the coaches. But Vrabel did not get hired because he's too intimidating. He scared some of the owners like that. No,
0: is... I saw that. That can't be
1: true. I absolutely think it's true. Vrabel, oh my I, so I was God. listening to today, Today, right? I was listening to, uh, I think, those what, Roto Dan World Campbell podcast. doesn't scare people? Well, that's I was thinking the same thing, but I was listening to these are just the World. players. All what Jared so, Gerard Mayo? Hold, hold on, he doesn't. Hold scare on, you? hold on. I, I think Gerard. I don't know something about Gerard Mayo. He seems like he'd be less scary than both Dan Campbell and Mike Rabel. Maybe it was because like the intensity, like they're both like in isn't your Gerard, face. Ma- like, isn't he
0: like young? Didn't he play most? Re- he's got to be jacked.
1: Yes, he did. A hundred percent, he did. Mike Rabel was like thirty when I was like ten, <laughs> so he's Mike Rabel's probably in his fifties, um, but. Like Rabel's like six four two fifty. He's a big, big fucking guy. Um, and I was listening to the Roto World yeah, podcast drama today, and 6'1". I know that. Well,
0: what? Mayo is only 6'1".
1: Oh, I thought you said Rabel's only six one. I was like, what? No, I no, no, no. no.
0: Mayo is only six one. Sorry, maybe I did say Rabel. No, I said Mayo is only six one. I knew he was shorter because he was a middle line or linebacker.
1: So. Um... The Roto World guys, I know that they're like fantasy nerds and they're like probably like five foot ten, like, you know, like they're, they're average white dudes. Um, but the one guy, they were, they all of them weirdly had stories about being alone with Mike Vrabel and they all said that they were like very intimidated. So they were like, you know, I, I can kind of see this. Like, if you see Mike Vrabel in the hallway, you're not going to be like, what's up, pal? Like, because he'll just like look at you and just like stare at you and scare you. So like I, I kind of Who cares. I kind of he's do, your head
0: coach. That's what you want. You want your head coach with an
1: edge. I, well, I owners do dumb shit all the time, and I I can totally see like I'm a little shit. little Damn, guy owner being like, "You put Taylor Swift in the show, Doc. Now <laughs>
0: you're bringing this. What what are you doing?"
1: I I think that is a very valid theory that they did not hire Mike Vrabel because he's intimidating. Because I personally think I might be intimidated if I was with Mike Ray Boy. He just like he's he's an intense guy. He's an he intense is. guy. He, he's know. kinda like he
0: he kind of is kind of a little off, right? Like even the social cues I feel like is a little bit off. But it's just, you know, he's just uh he's just I feel like he's definitely gonna be hired in the next coaching cycle. Yeah, I, I was actually kind of shocked. Yeah, he he get anything. So he definitely will get something. Um, next time around, maybe be some kind of consultant this year. Uh, maybe be on TV for a little bit. Who knows? Kind of take that route. But we'll definitely see. Um, but yeah, let's wrap up here, bud. I think oh, no, what, we didn't like talk about Dan more? Quinn.
1: Did we talk about Dan Quinn? Oh my God. Oh my God. We didn't talk about Dan Quinn. He's the worst one. He is by far. He the is worst by player. far
0: the worst one. You think <laughs> he's a one-year rental?
1: um we we're saying how they
0: the washington commanders obviously got dan quinn and we we're before off air we we're kind of saying do you think he's a one-year rental because they were so in on ben johnson obviously when he took yeah. his like consideration out of everything he was like i'm sure washington was like oh my god what do we do now okay let's just get dan quinn and, because we missed out on everyone else and then maybe next year we'll see the next batch of coaches um and then we could yeah. just fire dan Quinn. do you think that's kind of the route they're going
1: so I, I kind of think that if so Dan Quinn, I think that they're gonna hope that he's good, but if he's not, um, like I know that he was he was in the Super Bowl and he was close to winning. And then I was gonna he say when he was he wasn't even that bad from what I remember. But it, it was there. Kyle Shanahan was there, and he was running the offense, oh, well, and I think that yeah, helps a that's lot. Fair. And that's, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> they were in that Super Bowl and they were winning because of Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan an MVP that same season. So I, I think that if Cliff Kingsbury can bring that out of whichever rookie quarterback <laughs> they get, um, you know, maybe Dan Quinn's there a couple of years. But they also Cliff could Kingsbury
0: only have a job because of Patrick Mahomes.
1: I, I actually think that Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury is like low key, like kind of okay. Like he's not like the best, but he's fine. Maybe as
0: an offensive coordinator, he's good. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I, the the Cardinals were winning games when he was the head coach. I know they kind of went off the rails, but he he was not like horrible until the end. Um, I, I think that he could be okay. But I think there's like there's a scenario where if the defense sucks in Washington. They might just fire Dan Quinn and make Cliff Kingsbury the head coach next year if there's no like hot new name. And then if Ben Johnson changes his not his mind and he's like, "Hey man, I actually want to be the head coach now," they'll be like, "All right, see you, Dan. <laughs> we'll we'll bring in Ben now." Um, but I, I don't know. Like I, I think that like they were the last seat in the musical chairs and they didn't have it because I saw that they wanted Mike McDonald. And because Mike McDonald picked Seattle, they were like, ah, oh, fuck. And then they picked Dan <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> they were like, Dan Quinn totally
0: doing? has to know. It's like, I don't care if I was fourth choice. I'm still here. I, I got a seat at the table. I don't care anymore.
1: Well, I mean, it's been, what, like five years since he got fired from Atlanta? Like, it's been a long time. Like, he... What?
0: The craziest thing is the last thing he put on the field was Dallas's absolute meltdown against Jordan Love and the Packers in the playoffs, and like the team was like, you know what?
1: All the biggest games. Some of that. I want some of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously, every single game. But um, yeah, I think that wraps it up. I feel like there are obviously we'll see how this episode ages. It's probably going to age really, really poorly. But
1: yeah, probably it always. All the coaching hires they always (laughs) turn out to be. But what we're both, like, very – very.
0: I feel like everyone's very confident about Jim Harbaugh because he's just a good yeah. coach in general. He's just – yeah, he yeah. – undeniably a good coach. So very excited. And that team that he's taken over is really good. Isn't it going to be awesome to see Harbaugh versus Reed twice a year? Like, I think that's fucking awesome. I'm really excited about
1: Unless the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Eddie Reed retires. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Here we fucking go again.
0: Darren, why are you <laughs> – and then even Sean Payton versus Harbaugh twice a year. Like, that's awesome. That's going to be good team. Oh, yeah. Teams. The coaches
1: in that. I think that the uh, – just seeing – it's going to be like how Jay Cutler and Philip Rivers hated each other back in the day. That's going to be the head coaches instead. It's going to be Harbaugh oh, and Sean Payton. How They're hard is there. Antonio
0: Pierce going to be outcoached in that? Dude, he's going to be so fucking yeah. outcoached in that division. Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh, and Sean Payton. Are you fucking – is that one of the well, most hey. impressive – coaches ever in a division
1: probably i mean all three are hall of fame coaches and then you have antonio pierce it's like that that uh meme with the three soldiers and the clown antonio pierce is definitely the clown
0: <laughs> i'm also thinking of like that the headed dragon and then the one yeah the goofy one yeah <laughs> wow we're really dunking on um antonio pierce i really hope he puts the stuff together but i mean it's yeah, I would be good too i
1: mean i kind of hope that all these guys are good like i don't have anything against any of them but I think that, like, some of them are just, like, Well, less no, I don't exciting. hope that Dan Quinn
0: does well because he's on the Commanders, and I'm an Eagles fan, so I hope he's dog shit, so.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that's just true. personal. But I, I like, I do like Cliff Kingsbury. Like, I, I think he, it might be just because he seems like he's a cool guy and he's friends with Tom Brady. That might be, like, why I like him, but.
0: No, you probably were just like, dude, how boss is it that after he got fired, we know he just went to Thailand and he was just he was just sleeping his way through the red light district and then finally came back after
1: getting rehydrated. He's like, well, All right, yeah, I'm back for this.
0: You're probably like I actually that's, that's my hero.
1: I think it was So, like, when he was at Texas Tech with Pat Mahomes, I was like, oh, this is a cool guy on the sidelines. And I I knew that he was on the Patriots, but I, like, figured that he was, I mean, he's only there for, like, two years. So I figured, like, Tom Brady didn't really, like, talk to this guy or anything. And then a couple years ago, I saw he was at the Kentucky Derby with Tom Brady and Edelman and Gronk, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I had, like, a different different view of, Cliff Kingsbury after that, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw
0: him hang out with a player.
1: I really like it ever since then. I was like, wow, a street cred What up like you know, 10%. That's you know, he, Maybe he's okay. He might, he might be okay. <laughs> he's one of the good guys.
0: But, wow, I, I can't believe how much we've stretched this episode. I thought this was going to be one of the shorter ones. I even told Emily. I was like, oh, yeah, this one sh- shouldn't even take that long. But what was I even thinking? But, I still have more
1: things at the bottom, but I think we kind of talked about uh, – good amount of them already um the only thing we didn't talk about was Fangio and Kellen Moore because we did talk about Arthur Smith because he's back um Do you
0: like Arthur Smith
1: I think Arthur Smith was a good offensive coordinator I I think that if he isn't such a fucking douchebag and he just goes back to just like actually doing good stuff like he made Ryan Tannehill good like the the Titans' offense was good, and then once that's why Raybell got fired I mean, because Arthur Smith not, left. That
0: hard when he had Derrick Henry, though, right?
1: Oh yeah, kinda I like guess. But he actually also. when he had, but he he could have used whoever the fuck Derrick Henry's backup was, like he did with Bijan. Like he could have done that, and he didn't. So I think that like as long as he goes back to actually being smart and using his best players, which he has done in the past, I, I think. So that, is this
0: arrows up for Najee?
1: I, as far as they'll go with Najee, I guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> as high I, as it can possibly get.
1: I just I think Najee is borderline Ezekiel Elliott territory at this Plotting point. Territory. Like he he has like no burst, and I don't know if he ever really did have burst. Because I was going to say, don't don't think he,
0: how can you lose something you've never had? <laughs>
1: It's, it's weird like it's weird that he and i saw they're gonna pick up his fifth year option too like why are they doing that i don't know i, I can't understand that but anyway i, I think that's that like that offense could look yeah. like they could bring in justin fields they could do something like that i think that's possible that deontay johnson gets traded like that offense could look very very different next year than it did this past year so um i do think it's probably a good thing for the running backs that arthur smith is there but at the same time who the fuck knows because if kenny pickett's there who who cares about anything?
0: that's so true that's so true there's no way kenny pickett can be the answer i know even craig was going no, like, well maybe horrible. i was like dude stop like he literally got benched with
1: mason rudolph in the playoffs just stop it yeah he's so bad he is absolutely horrible and if, if he is the starting quarterback next year
0: if Kenny Pickett didn't go to college at Pitt he 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 still wouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL that's a fact yeah
1: yeah there's no way he should have been a first-round pick like that he I don't know well that was the draft with Brock Purdy so like if Brock Purdy was the Steelers quarterback they they could have possibly been in the Super Bowl this year maybe <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, that team would be so much better. Dude, George Pickens would be happy. Deontay Johnson would be eaten. Pat Fryermuth. Oh, dude. Jalen Moore. Oh, my God. And you
1: know, so Brock Purdy, uh, I'm a known hater, I guess, of Brock Purdy. Yes, you are. Yes, Um, you are.
0: Which is weird because he's like the modern-day Tom Brady, and you, you, like, fucking hate him.
1: Well you're kind of right because he's like Tom Brady in the beginning before Tom Brady like dated models and shit and he was like yeah like boss. right
0: now he's in the Mr. Irrelevant phase he's in the yeah. Tom Brady famously picked what 199 or like whatever because yeah, there was
1: a point where Tom Brady wore clothes from Gap and Kohl's and shit like that. Like that. Yeah, that he's working his way.
0: Side. He takes over blood, so yeah. everyone's like, "Is he even that good?" He's like a sixth round. Like, there's no way this is gonna last. There's no, and he just keeps well, winning. He I... just keeps winning. He just keeps. He makes more records, and so... we're just like, "It's the team, though. It's the defense. It's the system." And he just keeps winning. So I'm just like, "This is just Tom Brady it definitely, happening it in front definitely of us is. again." It's de- it definitely a That's system. why I'm
1: just like, "How how do you not love?" Like out well, of everyone, I was like Darren would love Purdy. I I will I will defend him a bit here because I know that you've probably seen the Cam Newton slander saying that he's a game manager. He's actually like not because he does dumb shit all the time. Like he does make bad throws. Like that you're I like, like Brock Purdy
0: is that is that like,
1: that's not a hot take.
0: That's that's like normal. No, some, like, people, people some people should like
1: him. Brock Purdy. Some people what, like but, like Brock but
0: Purdy. Why, why do you say why is this so, like he's
1: good. Well, people hate Brock Purdy, I don't know why, but like yeah, people, people just like, don't hate like this him. guy. I don't understand. That's why I'm saying it feels like a hot thing. I don't know. Like, I'm not him, coming out just... here
0: saying like I love him, I think he's fun. Not, like, I just he's fun to watch. Like, I, I don't know. He kind of has to me, like, he I know he's kind of like a game manager, but like, I enjoy it because I actually it's probably because uh, helping cast around him is so much fun, you know what I mean? Like, he actually doesn't have to do oh, yeah. that much. Time. But like no, like overall, like I don't know why if you fucking hates him, but that's why it's so surprising for to here yeah. that you've been a uh, hater the only I
1: know you've been a hater. So my only only thing for Brock Purdy, like what I didn't like was why they're putting him in the MVP conversation. Like I think I think he's a but good not quarterback. His fault, you know I know it's not I know it's not his fault. It's the media, but at the same time, come on. <laughs> like what do you mean? Come on, like what? Oh, Brock, stop playing well
0: you know like he didn't, he's, even, he he's
1: didn't even do anything because he went the out the reason i fucking like, love him right now dude. You, just
0: imagine 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 being literally one of the face of the nfl arguably right brock party everyone loves a mr irrelevant storyline dude he's living in fucking like san francisco probably splitting rent at an apartment with like another teammate because he's getting paid fucking nothing and he can't extend them or anything like that because obviously with like how The San Francisco roster is currently constructed. So, like, he has to pray. that uh, Obviously, he's getting a lot of endorsements. Imagine. But that's just hilarious for me to me, just to imagine that.
1: Imagine if Tom Brady took up Kyle Shanahan on his offer and was the starting quarterback of the 49ers right now. Kyle Shanahan
0: just said something about this. He literally just said something like, if Tom Brady came out of retirement, Brock wouldn't have been the starter or something like he like I feel like a story just broke within like a week or two where this came back up for some reason
1: yeah it's like I I, that would have been a dream come true I would have loved that that would have been great
0: but once again I, I still don't know why you don't like Purdy that kind of head scratcher to me
1: I don't know it's not really his fault I guess but it's I don't know I don't. I don't know if I like like many quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like I don't think there's like a a guy that I'm like right now off the
0: top of your head. Top top three favorite.
1: Um. Does I'm it's not the best. Josh Allen personally your favorite. Okay. I I used to love Pat Mahomes, but I'm just getting annoyed with him now. Um. I get that. Matt Stafford. Okay. Matt Stafford a
0: lot. Yeah, that's fair
1: maybe baker baker might be in the soft three
0: wow that is wow you really don't it's like that a many sad, quarterbacks
1: huh this is that sad, sad groove like i like jalen hurts but he also kind of irks me a little bit um the 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 no personality thing is kind of weird um i i it just feels like forced so, sort of yeah
0: it kind of feels fake right but it's yeah. kind of like who he is. Like I even like looked at that very personal like interview where it's just Jalen Hurts and like the GMs and stuff, and that's it's just like the same thing.
1: Yeah, he he's kind of a weird guy.
0: He he kind yeah he totally is. But like you don't like <laughs> Lamar that much? I feel like you love Mike Vick.
1: No, so. no, not really. I oh. I think I don't. I think I don't like Lamar because he's the better version of Mike Vick, and I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> like. The 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 inner child in me is like, this guy can't be fucking better than the guy that made me like football. I oh, can't. yeah.
0: Just like there's never <laughs> going to be a better returner than Devin. Hester. Like there could be literally someone that has yeah. Hester's try. I'd be like, no, that guy is just fine. Like he, There's he, 17 games that he did it in less. No, it doesn't fucking matter. You don't understand. Telling, you don't understand what Devin I was Hester telling did.
1: Jackie the other day because like the, the media covers Pat Mahomes like very different than they covered Tom Brady. Um, We were talking about this before we started recording, but like it took Brady had to win like six Super Bowls before they were like, yeah, I guess he's better than Joe he, Montana.
0: M- yeah. I was just going to say, he might be better than Montana. <laughs> I guess.
1: Like, I guess we can give it to him. And like Pat Mahomes, he's won two and maybe wins three on Sunday. And they're like, yeah, he's fucking better. He's way better. Oh my God. He's way better. And Tom so Brady would <laughs> win
0: like his nine Super Bowl and be like, is he better
1: than Peyton Manning though?
0: Like, are we sure?
1: <laughs> so um. I, I was reading after they beat the Ravens the the Monday after there was like a whole bunch of tweets and stuff saying that um Pat Mahomes, he's the goat, he's way better. like and I was reading them like on Monday after that that game. and I was getting so pissed off. And I, I, I was I telling, imagine
0: you just reading this and getting mad. I was just
1: getting like, it, uh, there's a fire burning inside me, and then I was, I was telling Jackie later, like after I wasn't like pissed off anymore, I was like, you know, I, I realize I'm turning into an old man, like because I, I watch all these sports stuff, and like you see like Charles Barkley and Shaq, and they like bitch about the young guys, and they're like basketball sucks now, it's soft, and like, <laughs> I'm like I'm turning into an old man because like a couple years ago, like if I was reading something, I would've been like, yeah, whatever. But like I realize now, like I'm reading stuff about people saying that Pat Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is bullshit. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was actually getting mad. I was like, this is stupid. And it's like, I'm What had, did Jackie say? She, she just, she was just like, shook her head and was like, Why do you care?" And I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. Like I, I spent 20 years <laughs> watching this guy. Like 20 years of my life, I spent more time watching Tom Brady than I didn't watch Tom Brady in my life. So like it's Like, I I was like, and I, I I, you know, I watched the whole thing where they were like regretfully being like, yeah, he's better than Joe Montana. He, I guess, like it took him so long to admit that he was better than Joe Montana, but like Pat Mahomes, like Tom Brady beat Pat Mahomes in Super Bowl. He beat him in the AFC championship game. He beat him in the regular season. Pat
0: Mahomes first full season was like 50 touchdowns and like a billion. I,
1: I will, I will say power is more talented physically gifted he is better but so is dan marino dan marino was more physically talented than tom brady and he's not the better quarterback tom brady played so long like have 100 could be better than tom brady he could but right now he's not there's no way um it's just like ridiculous that they're crowning him the greatest quarterback and he's not even close to Having the same amount of accomplishments that Tom Brady had, it just got me so fucking fired up, and it was so stupid that I was mad about it. But I was just like, "This is this is ridiculous." Like I was like, "It took it took Tom Brady so long to be crowned the goat, and they just want to give it to Pat Mahomes because he beat Lamar Jackson, who I, Lamar Jackson only won one playoff game, right? So like, why is that such a feat that Pat Mahomes beat him? Like, why is it? Why does that fucking matter so much?
0: No, you bring up a good point. I just love that. I can always just have this as a, in my back pocket as something that can trigger you. This is, <laughs> this is great news for me personally,
1: so I I am very happy right now. Just just talk down about Tom Brady or maybe Gronk. Uh, there, there's dude, hold. There... I
0: already know if if the Kansas City Chiefs win and they beat the four, and I'll be like, Darren, he's just better. I'm sorry, he's just straight up better.
1: <laughs> there, well, there's like the Kelsey. That they don't cover the Kelsey Gronk thing the same way that they cover the Mahomes Brady thing, because like they they'll say like oh yeah like Kelsey's a great tight end but he wasn't better than Gronk because Gronk was like a better all around tight end like they're mm-hmm. like Kelsey was the better receiver but Gronk was the better tight end and which mm-hmm. I kind of agree with like I, I Kelsey I is agree. basically Kelsey's basically plus size Julian Edelman like he's basically a big ass slot receiver like he is not really a tight end and he's he's a great great receiver don't get me wrong but he doesn't he's not really playing the same position that Gronk did but Gronk was like the most dominant tight end ever and like there's guys like Antonio Gates has better numbers than both of them but Antonio Gates wasn't better than either of them so it's like I don't know but like they don't they don't say like oh yeah Kelsey's undisputed because he's way better than Gronk they don't they don't cover it the same way it's really weird
0: (laughs) no I I completely agree with you but like I said, I, I it just makes me happy to know that I always have this. Uh, it, w- <laughs> you know, as soon as the Chiefs win, like I said, I'm texting you that immediately. Like, he's just better there. He's just better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I really hope they don't win. Because if they do win, then he definitely could surpass. Because so you're cheering on that-
0: the 49ers then, right?
1: well i want them both to lose because the 49ers are also annoying because like they'll say like debo debo was saying that they're not rivals with the eagles but like why are you even talking about the fucking eagles if you don't view them as your rival if they they played them fucking what three months ago the eagles were eliminated two months ago from the playoffs why are you talking about the eagles why are you talking about the eagles (laughs) why there's no reason to be talking about the Eagles. they're talking talking about the eagles
0: ever since two seasons ago when we beat them and we hurt Brock Brady and they didn't talking about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Like, like, if you that's don't, don't view play. the Eagles as your rival, you wouldn't be fucking talking about them. You're not playing them. There's no reason to be talking about the Eagles. None. It's always None unprompted.
0: Like, out of nowhere, they'll be like, yeah, but, but
1: you know what? Fuck Philly. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, fuck what? The Eagles. what the hell happened? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh... you like, Debo,
0: I nowhere not know like, yeah,
1: I had a good game, but speaking of my great game, <laughs> fuck Philly, right? You know, uh, Darius Flair, I really fucking hate him. Uh, <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it's so, it's like the, the, uh, the saints, like a few years ago, it was like the same kind of thing. Like they were like, the saints just hated the fucking Eagles and they could not wait to just like talk about the Eagles and how they hated the Eagles. I don't, I don't get that, it. Like, I don't, that's why I can't check like them on.
0: That's literally why, well, like, I want to cheer the 49ers because I love so many players on the four. I love Ike, yeah, I love Christian McCaffrey, yeah. I love Kittle exactly. And I just told you, I like, per- I love, I like Shanahan, one of my favorite curses in the NFL. Yeah. so it's so hard for me not to cheer them on, but I'm just like, as a team, they're, like, they're I so hate the annoying.
1: 49ers. Yeah, I fucking yeah, hate them, so I'm just so like,
0: annoying. wow, I guess I am
1: sitting and like cheering it's, on it's, the Chiefs. This sucks. I was- when, when we were watching the uh, AFC-NFC championship game, like when they were both, I think Jackie was at work when they were on and I, she got home and she was like, who won? And I was like, ah, oh, the 49ers and the Chiefs. And she was like, ah, oh, man, you're bummed out, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she knew, she knew. <laughs> it, was like, it was the two teams, the two most annoying teams in the league. Yeah, there's the like the it was like a worst case scenario. It's like an Eagles fan's hell for the Super Bowl. I was literally going to say,
0: you know what's bad for an Eagles fan when we're kind of like, you know what, let's cheer on the team that beat us in the Super Bowl instead of, <laughs> you know, the other NFC like, representative.
1: I, I actually think, like, the best-case scenario is the Chiefs win because then Taylor Swift wins, and then av- every oh old God, white man go. gets here really annoyed about it. That that would just bring me some kind of joy inside me.
0: <laughs> so you are cheering on the best quarterback ever. I, the GO-
1: I, want, I somehow want the 49ers to win but Taylor Swift to also hold the Lombardi trophy. I don't know how we could make that's that happen. Not, that's not <laughs> happening. I'm sorry. Well, maybe. So, Kristen Yuseck. Oh my god. How oh wife go. Oh my god. Made a jacket for Taylor Swift. So maybe they're friends and maybe uh, oh, Kristen Juszczyk So
0: <laughs> you think Travis, after a devastating loss, because he's 34 now, how many more Super Bowls (laughs) he can do? We don't know. And then his his girlfriend (laughs) now. During her rookie year in the NFL, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You lost but I'm still going to go touch the Lombardi. She's going to hang out
1: with Kristen Juszczyk, and she's going to hold that Lombardi trophy and stick it to the Brad's dads and chads or whatever she says. Jesus Christ,
0: Darren. (laughs) We're wrapping this up. All right, guys. I'm wrapping this up because I'm also tired. (laughs) But unlike Darren, I have to wait until this whole thing exports. So I have to sit here just staring at my laptop for like another 20 minutes. So that's why I'm wrapping this up. (laughs) But until next time, take care. All right, now that's a wrap for this episode of the PDL Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
1: See you guys on the next one.